You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain our sanity while we do it. Ladies, this is going to be one that I think a lot of us are going to relate to. This is something that we don't get to sit down and talk about that much just because we're so busy, but workplace issues, harassment in the workplace, silencing in the workplace, injustices in the workplace. It is a big deal. And I feel like this particular sort of stress is very much concerning for us because it's tied into our livelihood. We all need a job. We all need to work. And when you're in an environment where your workplace does not feel welcoming, does not feel safe, does not feel right, you feel like you're just getting hassled and you're getting issues and you're being misunderstood. And even you're even being targeted or being somehow silenced or just not being treated right in the workplace. It's a big deal. And for women especially, it really, really, really is impactful because we put so much into our jobs. I feel like as women, we even have to fight to get certain jobs. And then you get the job and it's like you're dealing with all these stress and issues and just, yeah, being mistreated. So I wanted to share this because this is an issue that is important and it's going on a lot, especially now during the pandemic. And I just wanted to share tips that I have learned along the way um, from my really, I've had some really crazy experiences in the workplace. So I'm going to share two of those with you. Um, as well as some tips from myself and some online tips that I found just to kind of be helpful in this way and just give a little bit of reassurance. And just so you know that you're not the only one going through this issue. And yeah, like I understand, you know, like we all understand, like we've all been there, you know, and yeah, it's just really hard. So I'm going to kind of break that down a little bit further. So again, just to kind of reiterate in this episode, we are going to talk about, you know, issues that happen at work. I'm going to share my two experiences. Then I'm going to give you some tips. Now, these experiences, though, some have happened with um, other females in the workplace, and the one issue happened with a male in the workplace. And so I felt like it was important to do that because I feel like female issues in the workplace are a bit different than male issues in the workplace, and they both present a unique set of challenges. So I wanted to kind of talk to that and share both angles so that everybody feels like, yes, I've experienced something similar and everything. So, okay. So let me get right into it first with my um, experiences. So the first experience uh, with a female um, actually was kind of early on into my career. It was about the second job that I had. Um, I was in college um, while I was of course, working at this job. And I was also pursuing some volunteer work um, as well. And 
it just got really weird really fast at this job. It was a great job to have. I was actually working um, in the accounts payable and receivable department at a securities firm. So, you know, working right there with the two, you know, major accountants, I was an accounting assistant and my job was just kind of to do, you know, the checks and balances, you know, for the small accounts that I was given to do and assist them with any other um, accounting things that they needed my help on. So it was a great learning experience, especially that I was studying business at the time to be working there. It was great because I learned about financial products like, you know, annuities and mutual funds and stocks and all that. So it was great. It was a great learning environment. But there was a lot of issues going on behind the scenes that I did not know about. And I had always been taught by my mom, like, look, when you go into a job, like do your job and don't get into all of that other stuff. So I was trying to very much do that as a young person and having my like second, you know, like big, you know, professional job. So I first had a manager um, who soon after I got hired was basically demoted. And the reason she was demoted was because there was some inappropriate um, inner office relationship type things happening with her and um, males um, in the company. And so I was like, that's none of my business. Like, I want to sit here in my little cubicle, do my job, like whatever. So she was demoted and then brought into our little small office. She had a big, like massive office of her own. So she was demoted and then brought into you know, this space with us like subordinates who she, she had been managing. So I kind of felt bad for her because I'm like, that's, that's like a little dehumanizing, you know, like you're up here and now you've been like demoted, like right over us. Like, so I really tried to be reassuring and nice because it was none of my business and I just wanted my job and like, yeah, you know, so it was challenging dealing with her, but the biggest challenge came when they actually hired her replacement. So her replacement was hired. Um, she, you know, definitely, you know, was like a young, you know, a breath of fresh air. And she very much assumed that role. She had been instructed to basically turn the whole department around that, you know, she was going to encounter some issues with the old staff, um, you know, which included myself, unfortunately, although I didn't have anything to do with anything. And that, you know, she really kind of needed to be like this, you know, um, very strict disciplinarian and like take this department by the horns and, you know, force it into submission, basically. So that was definitely her demeanor when she came in. And um, at that time in my little cubicle, you know, because I was so excited to have like a little cubicle and be like, you know, feeling like an adult in like an office, you know, and everything. So I had decorated it and I had put some things um, that, uh, you know, were little things that were dear to me about my volunteer work, you know, just all oh, little nice um positive thoughts and sayings and things like that. And some of my like, you know, personal reading books that I would read like on my lunch break and things like that, all of which were, you know, just nice things tied in with my personal belief system of just, you know, being a good person and, you know, um, yeah, just being a good person, being, you know, just having those good, you know, morals and just all that business, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, 
know, these are just my little way I want to decorate like my cubicle and everything. So she comes in and about the second or third day, she's, you know, kind of going over some of my work and she looks at um, like my desk. She kind of like it looks around, you know, how that kind of goes when you're getting to know, like, you know, someone new in the office, you look at what they have in their cubicle and stuff. And so she identifies some things and she kind of looked like, hmm, that's interesting. So then a couple hours later, she pulls me into her office and she starts asking me things about like, hey, my personal belief system. And I saw like your, you know, little calendar and your little, you know, book and all these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she proceeds to share that, you know, she used to have a similar um, belief system, but she had moved away from that. And she felt that, you know, um, her, you know, pursuing a corporate career, um, you know, was the way that she wanted to go with her life and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, good for you. Like, you know, do the corporate thing, girl. Hey, go girl power, you know, whatever. Um, But then she proceeds to say that, you know, that I was young and that, you know, I needed to focus more on my career. You know, I was working there part time and that, you know, she really felt like, you know, because I was a young person and a young woman that I should, you know, really try to push my career forward and kind of like not be so much focused on doing my volunteer work and all of those things. And she under, she said, oh, I understand because, you know, I used to kind of like under, do that stuff or whatever, but like I don't anymore. You should basically be like me. And I was just like, mm, hey, thanks for the tips. But like, this is like, I signed up for a part-time job. Like I was hired for a part-time job. I don't want a full-time job. And, you know, I don't, I'm happy for you, but, you know, I knew even from that age, like I always want to have like my own creative outlet as well as not devote all of my time to my job. I wanted to show up for my job, be great at my job, be valued by my employer, but not, have my job be like my whole world, you know? And so I kind of started to get a little bit nervous because I was like, "Mm, this is starting to not feel very good because it was always a lot of kind of personal attacky type questions and saying things to me to make me question who I was as a person. So then the straw that broke the camel's back on this one was um, I had gotten engaged and, you know, I got engaged as well as married pretty young. And um, I had brought in my picture of my fiance and put it up on my cubicle because, you know, that's what you do. Hey, you're like this young person. Hey, just got engaged and all that business. So you're excited and you put it up. Girl, what did I do that for? Because when she saw that picture of me and my fiance, when I tell you that this chick got so mad, she was like, are you kidding me? you are getting engaged. You are way too young to be getting engaged. Like you need to focus on your career. You need to like try to be working here full time. Like, you know, I want to make sure that you're going to have time for your job. And I'm like, what does any of this have to do with my job? This is clearly a personal issue that you have with my personal life choices, okay? So like at this point, I still live at home with my mom and I'm like, yo, mom, like this chick at work is like saying all this junk to me and I don't appreciate it very much. Like, so my mom is like, look, like you need to just stay in your lane, focus on your job and 
forget that. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. So I really tried so hard to do that. But when I tell you that this woman made my life miserable, she made my life miserable. She stopped speaking to me. I would try to greet her in the morning, like, you know, in the kitchen area while I'm making my tea. Hey, how are you doing? Da, da, da. No response. Um, if she had an issue with like the way I did my accounting, maybe there was an issue that needed to be resolved or a question that she had. It was like, come into my office. Um, you need to do this. You need to do that. Just like talking down to me, um, totally disrespectful. Um, you know, I would put in time off requests and she would just deny them all. Okay. I put in my time off like six months in advance. Hey, I'm going to take a one day vacation in the summer. Like, why is that an issue? You know, because at that point I was working and putting myself through school because so I didn't have a lot of time that I could be off because I was trying to support myself, you know. It was a hot mess. So it got so bad that I decided that I just there was no options. OK, I was like. I am just going to have to put in my resignation for this job. And this is not the job for me. And it was a shame because it was a smaller company. It was a great learning opportunity. But all the women in this company worked in the accounting department. All of the men were the brokers. And there was like a line that I just didn't feel comfortable crossing. You know, like I said, I was new to the workplace. And I'm like, who am I going to go tell like this guy who's been working, you know, like selling annuities for 40 years and like, how can he possibly relate to me, you know? And so I was like, well, it's just us women over here hemmed up in this corner and it's them over there. And I am not, they're not feeling me. So it's, it's just time for me to leave. So in that instance, I really felt that I was silenced and there was nothing I could do. And so I decided to just look for employment elsewhere. And a lot of women have to make that choice. You have at some point, I'm sure, had a boss who was a female and made your life miserable because she just didn't like you for things that were just about you, like not anything you were doing with your job. And it's just not fair and doesn't feel good. So that was instance number one with a female in the workplace. Now, instance number two with a female in the workplace happened um, more recently. This was before the pandemic. And at this point now, I'm progressed in my career a lot. I've had a lot of jobs, okay? I've managed um, my own companies, um, con been contracted out for different things. And so I'm a little farther along now, but at this point now, I'm a mom, right? So now me coming into a position, I even have even more so that viewpoint of my employer being an employer that I can trust, being an employer that I need and being valuable to my employer while at the same time understanding the fact that, okay, now I'm a mom and now I have responsibilities at home. So I need to make sure that I can be good at work and valuable to my employer while maintaining my home. And so it was a very challenging time. So with, for this particular employer, I was hired by a company who kind of they basically like contract out management um, for a very specific type of stores. And um, it was in the beauty industry. 
And it was a very cool and unique opportunity. I loved the company that I directly reported to as well as their client that I was the manager for, okay? It was very interesting. So I'll just start with the training because I wasn't the only manager. The issue that I actually had was with the other manager. There were two managers, um, two assistant managers, and then a staff of about 20, okay? And I really did not think that I would have a problem in this particular role because I was a manager and she was a manager. We were both on the same field. They made it very clear that, you know, we were both coming in as managers. We were both making the same thing. We were both, you know, we both bought almost the identical um, backgrounds of knowledge to the role. So it was like, hey, this is going to be great. This is just going to be like a girl power movement here. We're like two awesome chicks, like running this like place. Okay. Like we're going to manage this. That was not what happened. So what happened was as soon as I got the job, now remember, I'm already carrying a little bit of trauma from that first job that I had back in the day and the following jobs that I had where I experienced similar, where people were unhappy with how my life choices were, you know, being married, being, you know, being mom, like all of that. So on this particular job, like when I first went in, I was like, okay, I'm going to be working with a lot of women. And I don't know if I want to wear my wedding ring because I've had issues where when women see that you are married or they feel maybe you shouldn't be, or you're too young to be married or you like whatever they feel, it's just not good. And so I was like, the first day, I'm just not going to wear my wedding ring because I want to be like, not anything that anyone can have an issue with. I want people to feel comfortable with me. Um, I want to be valued. I don't want to be seen as someone who is a busy mom and doesn't have time to do their job. And so I did not wear my wedding ring. Okay. So we go in, everything's going great. It's just me and this other manager for this training um, with our manager. Okay. And we're just having a great time. We're bouncing all these ideas off of each other for staff trainings and incentives and how we're going to make all of our sales goals. And everything's going great. That continued for about the first three to four days. And then, you know, I was like, all right, things are going good. I'm going to like, kind of be myself now and put my wedding ring on. And I'm going to just stop right there. Why should I feel like I cannot wear my wedding ring in the workplace? Because someone's going to have an issue with the fact that I got married young or that I'm married now. Like, I'm not really that young now. Like, why? You know, like, it's not fair. You know, um, I should be able to just be myself. But anyway, so at this point, I'm like, okay, putting the ring on. The minute I walk in that day with the ring on oh oh are you married oh how long have you been married when did you get married wow where did you meet your husband how long have you guys been together how, how many relationships have you been in how, do you have kids how many when their birthday like million and one questions and the more questions she asked the angrier her face got and I'm like this is not going good like this is what I did not want to happen and so I was like, yeah, you know, this is just who I am and stuff. And wow, I would have never guessed that you had kids. Oh, my gosh, you're so skinny. and You have kids. Oh, my God. Like, wow, wow. That's it. Uh. 
too much, like too much attention, too much pressure um, that I did not like. And so I just tried to keep it cordial with her. And I just kind of kept it all in the back burner. Um, Long story short, as we progressed, she became so combative. Um, Everything was a competition. You know, our manager would be like, hey, could you guys, you know, email me um, ideas for, you know, um, an employee like incentive? You know, how can we get sales up? You know, give me an idea of a game, a sales game that we could do to like get sales up or whatever. So I come up with a game, you know, and of course, as a team, so we needed to CC everyone on it. She would immediately fire back with, oh, here's what's wrong with that idea and why it won't work. And this is why we should do my idea and it will work. And at this point, I'm just like, you know what? She has the need to be on top. I'm going to allow her. We're both getting the same pay. Like, I just want a job to support my family. I'm not at this point interested in climbing the corporate ladder, which is another thing she said to me. She was like, we should like, get together and figure out everything that they're doing wrong and present it to them in this like PowerPoint presentation and like have a meeting with them and like tell them all this stuff that the company's doing wrong. And then they're like promote us. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like, if you want to do that, go for it, you know, but I am happy with my job. I am happy with as issues arise, bringing it to upper level management, but I'm not comfortable sitting my supervisors down and telling them they suck basically. And here's all the stuff you're doing wrong and why you need to promote us to do better. Like that does not seem like a really effective way to me to climb the corporate ladder, but she was so driven. It's like, she just had to be on top. She's like, I want to get into this company like at the highest level I possibly can. I'm willing to do anything. And I think she saw me for some reason as someone who could stand in her way. So I just let her have it. At the end of the day, the way this one ended was actually a wrongful termination. So what I didn't know she was doing was behind the scenes because she wanted to climb the corporate ladder. She basically would keep sending these sending these emails to our manager with all the things I was doing wrong and how she would fix it and what she would do. She would kind of change procedures all the time. Like, hey, you know, we should change our um, part-time uh, PTO procedures, our paid time off procedures. And we should, you know, they have to request uh, time off in X amount of days when before it was this amount of days, just like changing procedures. And I'd be like, why do we need to change this? You know, I think this is working well. Everyone's really happy. We're on the same page. My team was doing great. Our teams worked together, but we both had our own separate teams that we led. Hers was doing great too. What's the issue, you know? So anyway, um, she basically just kept emailing things and emailing things and constantly changing procedures to where myself and even some of her team could not keep up. And what I learned in this situation was because she was so vocal and she was in the face of upper level management all the time and I wasn't that in itself 
they just kind of viewed her as more valuable and that she was working harder for the company. And so they decided like, oh, okay, well, if she's saying all these things, you know, then maybe we need to start looking into you. And so what she said was what ended up getting me terminated was that, hey, you didn't turn in your um, PTO in enough time. First of all, why are you asking me for my PTO when our boss has told us to turn our manager, remember we're on the same level, PTO into them. So I would turn it in to her, our boss, and I would CC her on it. And so when she would see me CC on it, she would then go behind the scenes and say all of these things. Oh, I never, you know, knew she was taking time off and this and that. So what ended up happening was I had someone in place, a replacement for that day um, from my team to work for me. She said she didn't know anything about it and had someone else show up. So then they ended up paying for someone else to work that they didn't need to pay to work. And somehow that ended up all crashing down on me. And I was wrongfully terminated because they said that I didn't follow the um, PTO procedures, which were constantly changing. And she was constantly complaining about And yeah, and it was pretty sad because out of all the time I had that job, I had only asked for two days off. So I was basically wrongfully terminated for requesting two days off of work um, that were spread out over the summer. So quite unfortunate. Um, But again, it just was one of those situations where once she, as a woman, felt that there were things about my life that made her angry. Every time she looked at my face, every time I was in her face, she was just angry and retaliating against me. And there was one other girl there as well that she also kind of had daggers for, and she ended up being wrongfully terminated as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's just really sad, guys. Like, I want women to get along. Like, I think it's so important for women to be able to get along in the workplace because we already know what the crazy men are going to do. And I haven't even gotten to that story yet. But for women to be unified in the workplace, why have these dramas? Why does any of our backstories or our personal lives matter? Why can't we just come together, do our jobs well, show up, be very good hard workers and do our jobs? That's all we really need to do you know? And so it was quite unfortunate, but I will say this, the place that I worked um, is a very well-known area in this area. And um, it's a place that I even till now will take my girls because, you know, you can kind of get like little food um, items outside and it's like really nice. There's like a little, um, little river walk type thing. And it's just very nice and picturesque. So I will take my little ones there. And I actually ran into her about three months after when I was wrongfully terminated and I didn't see her. She kind of, we were walking along on the path and she kind of almost ran right into me on accident. And she was just confronted with me just right there. And I just stopped. I looked at her. I said, hello, how are you? Uh, uh, uh. Girl dropped her keys, dropped her purse, dropped everything. Couldn't do anything. Scurried off, didn't say hello, didn't open her mouth just ran past me and like a, in a scurry. But I noticed one thing she did. She looked down at those two children's faces. 
And she realized what she had done. I was a working mother. It was a time in my life where I really needed a job. And she knew that because of her personal ill feelings for me that were not founded on my job performance, she knew that what she did not only affected me, but it affected my family. It affected my little ones. And I hope that that was enough for her to maybe rethink when you can kind of see the faces of the people that you hurt with your bad actions. I hope maybe she said, you know what? I really messed up there. I'm not going to do that again on my next job. You know, when I have my next, you know, when I'm presented with a situation like that again, I'm going to be better. That's all I really hope because that's all we can ask is for all of us to be better and to be better people. So that's the way that one ended. Now, let's talk about the crazy man things. So with the men, um, what they will do in the workplace is they always want to sexually harass somebody. And I know you all have been in similar situations. They're either going to sexually harass you or they are going to treat you like so much of a subordinate. They are going to treat you like you don't know anything, that you're just a pretty face and you don't know anything that you have no value to add to the company almost a joke when you are in a serious meeting in the conference room and you raise an issue with a solution they will treat you as if how dare you even say anything this is the big boys table you're only here because we let you be here that's what the men do Okay, so this particular situation with the men now at this point in my career, this was a couple of years back um, when I had my own business that I was hired as a contractor for um, with another business. Okay, and I was contracted to provide services for um, a media project, me and my team. And um, my team consisted mostly of females because, you know, hey, I'm, I was, you know, an employer at this point. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, and, and just the, also the nature of the work that we were doing is just the type of uh, jobs that, you know, females kind of gravitate towards, um, especially in this particular portion of TV and media. And so I love that. I love my um, female team. I treated my staff well. And this was one of our... Um, biggest clients um, to work with. And so I was always happy to work with them because it was a great opportunity to advance my company. Um, The compensation was great for myself and everyone on our team. And so I kind of continued to press forward. Now, what was nice was though, the contracting company would always say, hey, I wanna give you a heads up. We have this client, they're a little interesting, you know, be on your guard, um, just keep it professional with them. And I kind of was like, "Mm, I wonder what they mean. I'm going to see what this is about. And boy, did I ever find out. So this particular client of theirs was just everything you envision when you read um, the news of all these big time men who have been accused of sexual harassment, like this was that person. Okay. Um, Obscene talk, lewd gesturing, um, touching, inappropriate touching, um, inappropriate conversations, uh, derogatory speech, everything you could think of, this is what this individual, this client would do. And 
myself and my staff, we would go in, we would do our jobs. And if we did a great job, oh, you did such a great job. And the hands come out. Why are you touching? Why are you touching? This is inappropriate. And ladies, remember that if a man goes to hug you in the workplace, immediately take a step back. Do not let them embrace you. That is across the line. That is sexual harassment. This is a workplace. You are not a family member. There is no reasons that your hand should be on me. Give me a handshake. Keep it right there. Don't touch my body. Okay. Don't touch the body. And so that is what would happen. And so I would have meetings with my girls and say, you know what? This is, you know, do not let this happen. Do not go off anywhere because he would love to um, say, oh, let's go out for dinner after the production. Let's do this. I'm going to take you guys out for drinks. I said, if you go out, I'll terminate you because I don't want this is a client. I have a contract with this. Okay, I can't have that. So this is part of the deal. If you accept to work on this particular assignment with me, with this client and they were all great. They did stick to the rules. And eventually, though, it got to the point that I had to have a sit down um, with my client and say, you know, I'm really sorry, but, you know, unless you can have a talk with your client, I am not going to be able to continue to bring my staff in here because we are all being sexually harassed. We're all being inappropriately touched. Um, The behavior is just absolutely over the top. And so what was the strangest about this very unprofessional perpetrator in the workplace uh, for sexual harassment was we had worked with this particular client um, several times. And again, my client, they weren't my client, they were my client's client. And I wanted to maintain the relationship with my client because most of their other clients, actually all of their other clients were amazing. This was the only one that was an issue. And so myself and my team, we all agreed like, hey, you know, we really like working for our client. You know, um, we don't really want to, you know, mess up what we have with them. So we're willing to deal with their client that, you know, um, sexually harasses and does all this thing because our client was aware and was a great um, mediator, was a great um, person to have in place that would always, you know, make sure that things weren't going awry. But the straw that broke the camel's back on this one was, um, it was one of my jobs with them that I had. It was a small team. It was a smaller project. And um, I was actually pregnant and I was very pregnant at this time. And so I thought, okay, this is kind of one that popped up last minute. They need us to go in and do a couple of things. I'll do it. I'll just bring um, one from my staff with me and this will be fine. And hey, I'm pregnant. So I'm not going to have to deal with that issue. Wrong. I didn't even know like sexual harassment when you're pregnant is a thing until I experienced it. And I was simply there working, doing my job. And all of a sudden, I feel these hands from behind all over my body and then come around me, just like my husband would come behind me and start just caressing my belly, caressing my stomach, the hands go under my, and I'm 
in such shock at this point that I'm at work and my whole body is being caressed as a pregnant woman. I let out a scream. I screamed. I jumped and I screamed. What are you doing? Stop that. And I got so mad. I was like, this right here, you've always been trying to put your hands on, you know, you want to greet with a hug to myself and the other staff, you know, our client is constantly telling you that you're making us uncomfortable, you're still doing it, you know, it was very back and forth, sometimes you would go two, three, you know, times and not have an issue, and then this time you go and there's this massive issue, and so I'm just like, why is this happening? So again, I brought it to the attention of, you know, my client and they were like, you know what, this, that was the last straw. Like we've gave, given you several chances, you know, to get it together and you haven't. And now you are putting your hands on our client who not only that's inappropriate to do um, to a woman, but on top of it, she is pregnant and you're putting your hands all over her body. Like, no. And so um, they discontinue services with that client. And it was nice to see a company do the right thing um, and to stand up and just do what you're supposed to do. You know, in society, I don't care who you are, or where you're from, we all know deep down inside what we are supposed to do. And I firmly believe that we have something that comes pre-wired inside that we know, hey, this is how we're supposed to act and this is how we are not supposed to act. And there's no excuse for it. And so I was really happy that they had a conscience, like as a company, they had a conscience and they did the right thing on behalf of myself and my staff. And so, yeah, I mean, just crazy stuff, guys, just crazy stuff and and unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. And so what was great here was that my client, the person that I would speak to on these matters was a man. However, he was so good about being that go between in between the two clients. And he really did a good job. He was able to put this person in their place and happy to get that support. But again, these types of things just should not be happening in the workplace, you know, and I feel like anything in in the production field, sometimes it's a little bit more loosey goosey because the lines just aren't as clearly defined as when you're at a traditional, you know, company with, you know, an HR department and all these things. It's very easy for there to be a lot of gray areas. And so if you work in that type of industry, set your standards from the jump. And the minute a man tries to lay hands, take a step back and say, I only shake hands. I only shake hands. And um, yeah, so in that situation, thankfully, um, it did in overall well um, between, you know, my staff and everybody feeling comfortable and the client toning it down and, and being able to then act appropriately. So, yeah. Now, um, let me give some tips of things that I learned. What I've learned from these two experiences, and like I said, there have been a lot. I may even share more at like another day in a different podcast. But what I have learned is share as little as possible about yourself in the workplace. 
Don't have side conversations with anyone. Keep your conversations focused on your job only. If people start asking you personal questions, don't engage with it. Maybe give a very you know simple answer, but really don't ask people about their personal lives and don't allow people to ask you too much about your personal life either. Um, just try to be very neutral, very nice with everyone and always just carry yourself the most professional way you can. Also, have the mindset going into your job that there is going to be someone at this job who is going to work to not have me here. And when that person presents themselves, like see it for what it is and don't let it bother you and understand it, it may not be you. It, it could very well not be you. It's just, this is the situation and you're going to have to deal with it as best that you can, you know, and sometimes things happen. Sometimes you have to leave a job, you know, like I chose to leave that particular job in the beginning. And then the other job I was wrongfully terminated. These things just really, you just never know how it's going to go. So the best thing to do is just be professional at all times, have very clear communication with your manager, with your boss, with your team, always do the right thing, always follow all of the procedures that are in place and keep your personal life personal, like don't bring anything, don't even put pictures of your family on your cubicle. Because even something as simple as that, people may have a problem with. So take your pictures down. You know, I'm not saying don't wear your ring. And that's actually something that I, re I regret that I did. Um, you should not have to basically hide who you are so people don't dislike you in the workplace. Um, but don't overshare. Like literally just, you know, try to just be taken as at face value for as much as you possibly can. Um, one thing um, I'm going to do now is kind of share a couple of tips. This was a article that I found online that I think is very applicable here. Um, it's on Skillcast and it's how to stop workplace harassment. And um, it shares a couple things. Um, first of all, it says a majority, 52% of women had experienced inappropriate behavior at work, such as groping, sexual advantage advances and inappropriate jokes okay so we all can relate now here are the types of workplace harassment all right discriminatory acts okay identify targeting those identified by protected characteristics so we know what discriminatory acts are if you are being discriminated because of your gender um your age um your um physical appearance your race any of these things that is discriminatory harassment okay bullying critical remarks social exclusion that one don't really bother me that much because I don't want to be up in stuff. I don't want to go to lunch with you. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I literally just want to do my job well. I love to have a great team meeting with you, but I don't want to get, because once you start having lunch with people, that's when they're going to start forming their personal ideas about you. And that is going to translate into how they treat you at your job. Okay, so I don't do that stuff anymore. I used to go out to lunch with people at work. Now I do not do that. Workplace violence, physical assaults, okay? 
abuse of power, excessive or demeaning demands. Like what she would say to me, come into my office now. Like, I need you over here now. You know, you don't talk to people like that, even if they are subordinate, okay? Psychological harassment, social isolation, belittling opinions, you know? Oh, that's stupid. Why would you, oh, I don't, why would you wear that color? Uh, You know, even something as simple as that. Why? It's negative talk. No one needs it. Cyberbullying, sharing gossip or humiliating information, retaliation, revenge in response to a perceived slight, including a complaint, sexual harassment, unwanted sexual advantages, conduct or behavior, third party harassment, bullying from people outside your organization. Now, here's what they suggest. Okay, workplace harassment advice for employees. Keep a record of it. Any emails, anything, keep all that stuff in like your personal file and keep a a record of it. Get witnesses, talk to your colleagues and make sure they'll back you up by corroborating your evidence. Okay. Get witnesses, do that one at your own risk because sometimes people will turn on you. Um, I don't like, like I said, after my experiences and I've only given you two, I've had way more. I don't, get involved with people like that at my job no more. I just don't. Okay. So do number two at your own risk because know that they may actually turn on you when everything hits the fan. Stay calm and professional. Don't make hasty decisions or do anything irrational. My advice on that would be like, think about the situation. If it's something that you can just ignore, ignore it, especially if you really need your job. You know, like if you really need your job, literally, like, don't let it bother you. Just ignore it and move on. Um, now, here is number four. Arrange a meeting with your supervisor or an HR representative. <sighs> I'm going to tell you something. This is what they tell you. Arrange a meeting with HR. But that is not what you actually want to do because I'm going to tell you what. The minute you go to HR, ethically um, and for the company, um, compliance and all that, they have to somehow put it out there to that person. They can't say your name or who did it, but the person's going to figure it out. And when they figure it out, they're going to come for you, okay? And guess what? Unless you got a lot of money to fight, which I want to talk about that in a moment, you are not going to be able to win. And I hate to say that, you know, most of us here on the podcast, you know, we we are just everyday people and we don't have the money to sit here and go up against the whole company. And so know that if you take it to HR and it becomes a big issue, what's probably going to happen is they're just going to fire you. Like they're not going to, you know, listen or take your side or like fire the person who needs to be fired. They're just going to say, this is an issue. And if we can silence this, that's what they like to do. Just remove it then they will do that. It is easy to fire someone who they feel is raising issues, even though those may be very legitimate issues, than to try to fix anything, okay? Um, So now let me share this with you ladies. I'm gonna have an interview on the podcast coming up with an incredible woman. If you think the couple of things that I share with workplace harassment um, are something you need to hear this woman's story, this lady's story, okay? Her name is Stephanie Van DeMotter, and 
she did what I just mentioned. You know, she was in a situation where she was being harassed at work and she took it to who she needed to. She took it to the HR department and she was not received well. Her life went from being one that was very nice. She had a great job to, I can't tell you the amount of stuff that this woman has been through with this company. It ended up, um, she did a lawsuit against this company and it is one of richest real estate companies in the country. Okay. And so I'm going to have a podcast episode coming out with her soon. And you have to hear her story because it just, when you see the injustices that happen in the workplace and how people want to silence and sweep things under the rug, it's just a mess. So she's taken an active role. She's actually um, formed a nonprofit organization called the Silence No More um, Foundation, and she's helping women who um, have been silenced in the workplace and harassed in the workplace. And right now she just wants to hear those stories. I don't know um, you know, she has some future plans for this organization is brand new. So I'm not sure how she's going to develop everything. But whatever she does, I wish her all the best with it. And I'm sure um, in her way, she'll be able to help um, women who have been in this same situation. So definitely keep an eye out for that episode, because it, it's going to have some some great, um, you know, information for all of us there. Okay. All right, ladies, so I hope that you've enjoyed this share on my personal experiences with women in the workplace um, as far as harassment and injustices, my experience with men in the workplace and the instance of sexual harassment. And I hope that the tips that I've given you, because I gave you kind of that list that we went over um, from skill set, but I was including in there my personal, how I felt about those tips from my personal experiences. So I hope that you really um, find that beneficial. Okay. All right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It Lady. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.